0: the number one thing that I hear people say is I'm not motivated. I don't feel motivated. The thing is you don't need motivation. There's motivation and there's discipline. And when you look at like anything that you do in life, whatever it is, you do not need motivation. Anybody that ever says they need motivation, I tell them time and time again, you don't need motivation. You need discipline.
1: Welcome to another installment of The Perspective. My name is Devin. this is my co-host Mitch Harley and today we are talking to Tabitha about small business burnout and uh, how quickly it sneaks up on you and how detrimental it can be to the progress that you're making and uh, the future that you're building. Really quickly we're going to just do an introduction here with Tabitha, just kind of get to know who you are and what you're all about. Sure.
0: Uh, So yeah, my name is Tabitha. I am an entrepreneur. I started my business in 2014. So I'm a health and wellness coach. Um, I help driven professionals overcome adversity, gain mental clarity. I focus a lot on, you know, physical transformations, but my jam is mental. Um, I've, you know, experienced a lot of crazy adversity in my life that kind of led me to the journey where I'm at today. And Um, through sharing my story and some of the adversity that I've gone through in my life has allowed me to help other people transform um, mentally and physically. So it's been really cool. Um, I've been full time with my business now for the last two years. And it's something that I'm super, super passionate about.
2: I got a whole list of questions. Um, (laughs) So so first of all, just just from kind of following you on social media, you know, I kind of did some homework Anya you before I reached out, and I, I really like the message. But I find a lot of it, like I mentioned earlier, was very personal. Um, what you you put out, some of the stories are something that probably a lot of people wouldn't necessarily share in in the way that that you do. Do you find did that come from just a point where you had enough confidence in yourself to to let that out, or did you find that that was part of kind of a building process? Like what what made you say, hey, I'm going to share this not from a pity standpoint but I'm going to share this so that other people can grow from it.
0: I think a lot of it for me comes down to just social media. And I think that we're in this era that everybody, everybody views social media and the things that they see as, as it is like social media is a highlight reel. And so when, you know, people are showcasing their things about their life, they're having babies, they're getting engaged. It's always, if you notice, it's always the happiest of things that people post And I think even for myself being in the fitness industry, um, you know, people always want to, people always view you as this like perfect person that you should always have your stuff together. And, you know, for me, it's important for people to know where, like where normal people like myself come from. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't come from a family of money. I didn't have an easy upbringing. I came from a very broken family. And I think that in today's society, so many people are trying to put on this perfect show or they're trying to you know, they're trying to hide a lot of where they came from, but I think that all of the things that you go through in life shape you as who you are. And it's just like personal growth and personal experiences come from those. And so for me, in sharing my story with other people, I like, I hope that other people can also be vulnerable and be okay with themselves and, and look at the things that they've experienced as growth to make them better. Because I think for a lot of people, we can sometimes fall victim of our past, you know, and I think some, this is where sometimes people stay stuck in that. i I don't like to say it, but it, it's true is they stay set in that like victim mentality is they look at their past and they, they don't ever get further ahead is because they stay stuck where they're at, you know, and you can either, I always say this to clients too, is you have one of two choices is you can either fight or you can flight. And everything that I've gone through in my life has always caused me to just like fight. And, um, you know, and sharing my story, that's, that's my goal in life. That's my passion is to help other people realize, like, it doesn't matter where you come from it matters where you go. And in every opportunity you need to, you need to see opportunity in your problems.
1: I love the idea that we're a sum of our habits. This is something that is kind of a newer concept to me. Um, in the last few years, I've just been really paying attention to how the habits that I've created through my life have formed, you know, who I am and put me in the position that I am. And, um, the idea of like radical self-awareness, just being able to examine, look at yourself uh, and accept what's there and accept also that you have the power to change it. I'm curious to uh, know what's your strategy when it comes to um, helping others kind of take that level of accountability?
0: A lot of it is like, it's 80% mental. And for me, like, I think a lot of the, I think a lot of the habits is we go through the motions in our day. You know, we wake up, we go to our nine to five. We don't necessarily look at self care in the terms that it should be. When people, people that I talk to all the time, they look at self care as basic hygienic things. For example, getting their hair done, getting their nails done, going and getting massages. Like all of these things are are they're great? They make us feel good, but that's not what self care is. Same thing when I have clients that say like they take their stress out um, on going to the gym. You should never put yourself through that, like, that's like punishing your body almost in a way like, you know, it's, it's good. And I get it. I, and I, I always used to think like this too, is like, you know, my stress relief is like, you go to the gym and you pick up weights and you put them down and, you know, but that's not self-care. Like that's damaging that stuff, like hurts your body. Self-care is like an internal thing. And it's being able to look at all parts of yourself And just look at yourself in the mirror and, you know, focus on your mindset, focus on growth, focus on coming from a place of abundance and gratitude. And this is something that I'm so passionate about. And I teach my clients is when you begin to come from a place of gratitude and not just like thinking or saying thank you, like actually connecting in your heart and feeling grateful for all of the things that you have in your life, even if you only have $10 in your bank account, you need to come from a place of gratitude in everything that you do. And, and daily habits, like this is something that I had to learn kind of the hard way is being an entrepreneur. It's like, we put on our hat, we get up, we go, and we just go about our day and we plug in and we we're just like set to grind. You know, this is instilled in us from an early childhood. And for me, the biggest thing that I learned was I call it like the power hour, if you will, is how you set the tone for your day is like, is night and day. And when I say this, I mean, like, it's human nature, we get up, we start scrolling on social media, right? We get on our Instagram, we get on our LinkedIn, we get on our Facebook. And the first thing that we're putting our mind into is all of the negativity that's out on social media, the news, like all of this stuff. And that if that's how you're starting day, every single day, how can you come from a place of like self-care and abundance? And how are you ever going to be able to turn it off and just work on stress management and work on all of those things that are important?
1: That's a hard habit to break.
0: 100%.
1: <laughs> like <laughs> I'm so guilty of it. I, I literally, that's my morning routine. Wake up, uh, go grab a coffee, sit at the window and scroll through TikTok because for whatever reason, that's my new jam.
0: <laughs> I love TikTok. <laughs> yeah. But
2: that's, that's an interesting, like I have a whole rant on social media that I'm not even going to get into because, you know, I just... I hate it. Devin's teaching me there's some positive things to it, but, but from a, from a business standpoint, like, especially for someone that started, I, I don't know what your background was prior to starting your business, but I think regardless of, of how good your intentions are, how much self-care you have, starting a business takes time. It takes effort. There's a lot of pressure there. And there's that pressure that you have to work maybe even more than you would at any other job until it gets to a point where you can kind of, you know, back off a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, if we're going to talk about burnout, to me, the, the burnout potential is in that first year, first year and a half of business, depending on how well it goes, and that pressure that's mounting. How do you deal with that? Because that's not going to change. Somebody starting a business, that's not going to go away, or they're not going to magically be like, I didn't have any stress when I started my business. It doesn't happen that way. So, how yeah. do you how do you teach people or, or work with people to to manage that? external force that they can't control the amount that comes with them.
0: So a little bit of background history on me is I actually worked oil and gas for 10 years. Um, I did have my business as a side hustle, as I mentioned, like I established 2014. So I was super passionate about that. Um, And for me growing up, like fitness was always a part of my life. And when I kind of moved around as a lot growing up, I didn't really, I was, I just, I didn't want to be like the new kid on the block and always joining sports teams and stuff. So I took to the gym at a young age and that was kind of like my way of turning things off. And then as I got older, um, I realized like how it made me physically feel and and the benefits from it, like mentally, physically and all that stuff. Um, so I worked oil and gas and I did that as a side hustle And it wasn't until, um, you know, I decided to burn the boats and just go all in and and be passionate about what I was, what I was doing, but, and even doing so before I started this up full time, um, you know, I was working 12 hour days. I was working shutdowns, working six days on one day off. And, you know, the money's really, really good. But I think this is where people need to separate self-care versus, um, again, just like what we're taught in school is like, you get a good job, you go to college, you, you know, get educated and stuff. Like there's, there's gotta be that fine line. And for me, the way that I turn it off is like, and I even tell my clients, this is stress is never going to go away in your life. Like we're always going to have stress. The thing is, is you need to better manage your stress. And I think the thing is, is just like being aware of when that's coming. And when that's happening is because some of us, I think carry a lot of stress internally that we don't even really pay attention to. Um, you know, stress can show up in your body, how you're physically feeling. Um, but when it comes to being fatigued and stuff, you have to know when to turn it off. And for me being an entrepreneur, this is just like, I think it comes down to boundaries with yourself. Like as much as I love my clients too, I've set that boundary and that relationship early on that like after seven thirty, like I'm done. Like I've set that boundary with myself because if I'm not mentally, physically good, like I'm, no good to myself. I'm no good to my daughter. I'm not good for my clients. Um, and it does like take practice, but I always tell my clients, focus on being 1% better every single day. Because if you try and go all in to something, you're just going to, it's just going to be like a vicious cycle trying to break that every single day.
1: Literally setting yourself up for failure.
0: 100%. I read
1: a, about a study um, where they took two groups of people and uh, I'm pretty sure these were like children that were being like raised in a, you know, way back when they were doing weird studies like this and they, um, they took one group of kids and told them that stress was a bad thing and to avoid it and uh, and do whatever you could not to, you know, involve yourself with stress. And then the second group, they told them that stress was actually good. It helps gr- you grow. It's good for your mind and your body and all these other things um and what they found actually was when uh when those kids grew up or uh kind of like reached a certain milestone um the kids that were told that stress is bad were doing poorly in life in general the ones that were told stress was good were doing very well in in their life so when you mentioned that uh you know a lot of this it's 80 percent mental it's like your perspective on things there's some actual science behind that and and how that functions and so um, I think it's super important for people to start paying attention to their own paradigm like the box that they have put themselves in and that that level of self-awareness you know looking at the mirror as you said is not necessarily like that physical actually go look at yourself in the mirror and see what you can improve. It's more like, look at every aspect of yourself, not just that physical, but like that, the immaterial things that are going on the conversations that, that you're having in your head and um, how those are influencing your, your day-to-day decisions. And when you reframe that, like you said, into that perspective of, um, of gratitude, the idea is now things don't happen to you. They happen for you. And when things are happening for you, it opens up a lot more opportunity for you to um, take on tasks and and become better. And I think about it in terms of like um, a weightlifter. There's a level of stress that you have to put your whole body under when you're trying to pick something up that's a little bit heavier than, you know, the last thing that you picked up. And by doing that, by picking up something a little bit heavier, you build stronger muscles. And the same thing happens emotionally. Um, You, when you take on these stresses and then see it through to the other side, you greatly benefit from it because you become mentally and emotionally stronger from it. What, what, what's your perspective on that? Do you, do you see that commonly like in, in the space that you're in?
0: hundred percent. And if you're not growing, like you're dying mentally, physically, everything, but I'm going to give you guys some food for thought here, because this is something that I tell all of my clients too. And people that even come into my program and everybody that I talk to on a daily basis, the number one thing that I hear people say is I'm not motivated. I don't have motivation. I don't feel motivated. The thing is, you don't need motivation. Like anybody that is ever relying on motivation, you will fail. I promise you this. Because there's a fine difference between there's motivation and there's discipline. And when you look at like anything that you do in life, whether it's like eating healthy or going to your nine to five job, doing like a weight training program, whatever it is, you do not need motivation. Anybody that ever says they need motivation, I tell them time and time again, you don't need motivation. You need discipline, much like getting up and going to your nine to five job. Who, who the hell is motivated to go to work every day? Like, even as much as I love my job, there's days that like, you know, I still sometimes have a hard time showing up if I'm going through like personal things or, um, you know, if I'm having like an off day or, you know, kids are unpredictable and like, I'm a full-time entrepreneur. I'm a full-time mom too. So like for me to juggle like work-life balance, it's, it's been a compromise and it's always going to be a compromise. And I've had to accept the fact that like, I can't just like grind eight hours a day. Like there has to be that balance between like giving her time and attention, giving myself time and attention, and then also giving my clients time and attention. It's a strong balance. And in everything that you do in life, you're never going to feel hundred percent motivated all the time. And if you're somebody that's motivated all the time, like I want to know your secret success, because that's just like, I don't think that there's a human being on this earth. Like even, even billionaires, like the world's greatest people, like they're never motivated. The thing is motivation is just that it's an emotion. It's going to come and it's going to go. Discipline is the thing that will always see you through in everything that you do because you discipline yourself to get up and go to your nine to five job because it pays the bills. It feeds your mouth, you know? So that's how I look at everything. And that's, what's helped me. I think be so successful is days that I don't feel motivated. I know the things that I need to do because I've disciplined myself And it, it takes time. Like there's, there's two sides of your brain. There's the conscious and there's the unconscious. And when we think about the unconscious, like even those of you guys that are watching, if you do an exercise, like when you go to write your name, like anybody can do this right now, just like write your name on a piece of paper. It just, it comes, you don't even think about like writing your signature because you've done it for so many years that it's in your unconscious brain. The things that we try and do and the things that we try and like flip over and teach ourselves, those are in our conscious brain. Like we actually have to think about those things. Same thing with, if you're trying to like, um, follow a weight training program, if you're trying to like eat healthier, like it's not a part of your daily life. So that is like in your conscious brain, not your unconscious brain. So it takes time to break those habits because there's a difference between where your conscious mind is and where your unconscious mind is. Uh,
2: Talking about stress. So, like, I I agree. I think there's a healthy amount of stress that helps us develop, helps us grow. Um, You know, I view it like a piece of machinery. If you underutilize a piece of machinery, how it was designed, that load for it to handle, it actually is just as harmful as overloading that machine. And that's, that's how I view us in our, in our life. But I learned the lesson as, as a teenager, I had very low self-confidence and my posture, my physical posture showed that, right? I was hunched over, my ears were like, you know, past my toes and, but I had a lot of back problems because of it. And I, and as I kind of developed and I, I increased my, you know, being more confident in, in myself and, you know, physically to help, you know, working out and, and just taking better care of myself physically as well. I felt, you know, my back problems went away and my posture change and just how I held myself um, in front of other people changed. But what I saw was previously how I dealt with stress was I bottled it up. So what's the difference between managing stress and bottling it up? Because, you know, sometimes people, they think managing stress is just hiding it and putting it away and, and you know, putting it out of sight, out of mind. What what are you seeing with people, especially that are, are have a, a business that they have to focus on? It's like, they don't have time to deal with those stressors.
0: I think it comes down to acknowledgement. Like acknowledgement is a huge thing. And again, you're never going to be able to get rid of stress in your life. It's just like your, your schedule setting those boundaries with yourself. Um, and how I deal with my stress management is again, it goes, it goes back to like the power hour, how you start the day is like, how you end your day. And that sets the tone for your day. So if you're waking up and you're like checking emails and this is like how you're starting your day, there's so much chaos and noise. And this just has a ripple effect is like, think about it when you wake up first thing in the morning and you stub your toe, that's like, you emulate like a bad negative thought into the universe and then you're stuck in traffic. And then again, that just like sets your whole day. So this with stress is like, when it comes up, is just like, just acknowledge it. And the thing that I teach my clients, the number one thing that's really, really helped me is I get crystal clear on my vision. I do a lot of daily affirmations, but when it comes to stress, is acknowledging it. And anytime I feel stress, that's usually like you need to have that like mind-body connection in realizing when it stress is coming up. Some people feel it physically in their body, and this is where I recommend like taking a break. Some people try and plow through it, and they have deadlines and stuff coming up. But it also comes to boundaries with yourself and knowing when to say no. I did this in oil and gas for so many years, and it led me to burnout. Is I was always that person that was like a people pleaser. And I was always like, I was the yes girl here, here, there's this project. Can you take on this? Can you do this? So-and-so is going on vacation. Do you need more hours? Blah, 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 blah. And I always said yes to everything. And in doing so I was overstepping my own boundaries and letting other people come in and, and kind of like dump more workload on me. And I wasn't even acknowledging the fact of like where I already was. I was setting myself up for failure in that. Um, but as stress comes on, I, I think we just go about our day and, and we, we drown in it. We don't take those like mental breaks with ourselves, you know, even for people that, um, I used to be a smoker too. So like my stress really was like, go and have a cigarette. Well, what happens when you quit smoking? Or if you don't smoke, those are still breaks that you need to have with yourself. But the thing is, is again, it goes back to the power hour. And what I always like recommend to my clients is how you start your day is like, it, it's just like, I don't know, you set yourself up for success. either win the day or fail the day. And daily meditation has been something that has really helped me in, you know, starting my day and and having affirmations and just kind of like you laying the smack down of of what you want your day to be. But I think it just comes down to understanding your body. And and when you're feeling those things is, um, you know, that you're taking, you're taking a a 10, 15 minute break and, you know, you're actually acknowledging when it's happening and you're not trying to just push it away because it's not going to go away. It's only going to get worse.
1: When I was a kid, my dad told me this thing, and for whatever reason, it stuck with me, and I use this now uh, quite often. When I'm normally kind of like a pretty neat person. I have a little bit of ADD, so I'm always just like, you know, the pillows have to be in this position, and the coffee maker has to look like that. (laughs) And because that's part of my nature and who I am, Uh, what my dad started noticing is is when I'm sliding like into a stress overload place, I stop taking care of those little things. So, you know, maybe the laundry starts piling up a little more, or I just don't do the dishes right away, and so there's something in the sink when there not normally is, or um, just clutter starts piling up on a table where it normally isn't. And those little things, he said, that's an indicator to how. Uh, clean and organized your mind is. So if your external world is in complete disarray, it's a sign of something. And usually that means your internal world is in some level of disarray. I wonder, uh, are there other things like that that you use to help you kind of like be able to tell, Like, I think I'm coming up to you know, a burnout or, or some level of like overwhelm. And maybe I should just kind of take a step back and focus on these little things. Like, what do you do to recognize that?
0: I tell myself the same thing I tell my clients is work is always going to be there tomorrow. I had to learn this the hard way. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. (laughs) I know it's easier said than done. um, But we live in this era of schedules and routine and structure. And this is Hmm. where I'm, I'm kind of still in this place of like, practicing what I preach too is because like, I'm a hustler. I like to grind. And even for me, it's hard to like, turn it off, especially when you're very passionate about what you do. But for me, um, it wasn't until I think probably the, like the last month I used to work like six days a week and I would just take Sundays off. And then, you know, as time started going on, I had to keep reminding myself of that same message is work is always going to be there. Like what, what is an extra two hours that I'm going to do tonight? going to gonna accomplish like if I'm you know losing sleep or what what am I sacrificing in lieu of doing that. And I always look to my daughter. Like I'm sacrificing, I'm sacrificing like my relationships, I'm sacrificing friendships. Like and I spend so much time shutting out these other things. And especially I think COVID taught us a lot of things. And I know even for myself, I did a lot of reflection in COVID. And the thing that I teach my clients is you have to balance health, wealth and relationships. There has to be that strong balance in everything. And so for me, what started setting me up for success was doing weekly goal setting. Like anybody can have a vision board. Anybody can have dreams. Anybody can write their goals on a piece of paper, but is actually like sticking to it. You need to revisit these every single week. And for me, what's helped me be so successful is setting these goals. And so at the beginning of every single week, usually on a Sunday, I do my goal setting for the week. I set a health goal, a wealth goal, and a relationship goal so that I'm always working towards a target. And this is something that helps keep me in alignment with what I'm doing. And this is something that also helps me better manage my stress. Because again, you're never going to take stress away, but for me and and having something that I'm always like revisiting to is it keeps me accountable and it keeps me in check so that when I am feeling stressed out, it's like, oh yes, these are like goals. And this is boundaries that I've set with myself. So a health goal might even be as simple as like drinking a liter of water, two liters of water every single day, like keep it small and keep it something that's going to be achievable. Um, you know, you're obviously not going to lose like 30 pounds in a week and then like a wealth goal. What is something, and this could even be like, you're putting hundred dollars away that week or something. And then a relationship goal. We all think that we need to stay. I love you to our partner. We all know we need to hug our kids more. Like we think about all of these things, but are we actually intentional every single day with the things that we do? Nine Mm -hmm. times. So in setting these goals is again, like at the end of every single week, I revisit these goals. Did I hit my goal? Yes or no. And this is where people need to stop setting new goals in place of because if you're not achieving your current goals, there should be no reason why you're setting new goals to replace those other ones. It becomes that like vicious cycle back and forth. But when I'm seeing that those things are coming up in stress, this is where I need to realize I need to unplug. And again, it just goes back to like, work is always going to be there. So for me, I might just like have an afternoon where I'm like, I'm just like done. Cause if I'm stressed and I can't think, and I don't have mental clarity, I'm not showing up for myself. I'm not able to show up powerfully for my clients. So that's usually my indicator of just like pull the plug work is going to be there tomorrow. It's never going to go away. You know, you can either, again, it goes back to, you can fight or you can fight.
2: I got, I got two topics that I think um, you should, you should address. So first one, I want to talk about food because it's, it's not even about, Oh, you know, this diet or this diet, or I'm vegan or I'm not, whatever. That's, I mean, in the business world or work environment, lunch hour is gone. There is no more, oh, you're done for an hour. It's living on window food. Yeah. I need to go eat. So what's convenient. Yeah. And we all know what's convenient. So we run and we eat and then we go back and we're expected to be productive after filling our body with crap. Sorry, but I mean, that's, that's just, it's so common. That's why the fast food industry is so effective. And I'm not even going to talk about affordability, but do you see, direct results of people just, you know, you said that power hour that could also be during the day where you take that, you know, mental break and and stop. But if you don't, if you don't properly replenish, just filling your stomach is not replenishing. Yeah. Right. Do you see a burnout just unnecessarily because people are just not taking care of themselves physically with what they take with the intake?
0: hundred percent. This like, you know, if you're not feeling your body with the proper nutrients and stuff that it needs, like that also leads to burnout in the sense of how you're feeling, how you're, how you're physically feeling and people that are overweight, like they already struggle with fatigue. They already struggle with, you know, self-confidence, self-esteem and stuff like that. So if you're going about your day and you're skipping meals or you're not eating at all, you know, this not only increases your chances of gaining more weight because you put your body in starvation mode, You're not able to think like, you know, people that have hit like a creative roadblock, like when you're not eating, you're getting, you're getting headaches for women. It's causing hormonal imbalances and stuff. And, you know, even, even going about your day, like I, I get sometimes for people it's, you know, they have busy, they have busy demanding jobs and stuff, but it's just, you have to be, you have to be conscious of the choices that you're making. Because again, if you're not in a place where you're healthy for yourself, you're not going to be of any good to your family. You're not going to be of any good to your kids. And that's just going to have that ripple effect in how you're performing at your job, because you're not able to think, you know, clearly you're going to have more health issues that are going to come up. And unfortunately for some people, it has to get to that point before we start appreciating our health as like messed up as that is. Sometimes people need that like smack in the face of reality, but ultimately is like people that say that they don't, they don't have time. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. It's just, I I did a little exercise and I, I always ask people to do this. When people tell me I don't have time, I said, okay, think of it like this. The next time that you want to say you don't have time is just say it's not a priority and see how that feels because uh, you're either one of two things are going to happen. A, you're either going to get defensive or B it's, you're going to be like, you're, you're going to start talking yourself out of it or you might even be in agreement to it and be like, yeah, I know I need to exercise. <clears throat> you're either going to go one of two ways. So when it comes down to like, I don't have time, Is it you don't have time or it's not a priority? Well, this points at
1: setting up systems and structures for yourself so that you can sustain those things. Like a single father, I have my kid most of the time and uh, it's balancing, you know, taking care of him, spending time with all the people in my life, doing the work that I need to do uh, supper was a hard thing for me. Uh, my mom made supper for me my whole life. Then when I moved out and I had girlfriends, like they did the supper thing. So being on your own for you know a period of time, I went through this weird learning curve. Um, I was eating incredibly unhealthy and I recognized that I was like damaging my body. And one day I just made a change. And w- the simple, simple thing that I did was anytime that I would get groceries, I'd get a couple of packs of chicken And instead of just like throwing that in the freezer and then it kind of like looming for when dinner came, like, oh, I got to defrost it and then repack it and whatever. I just started, uh, I'll just cut the chicken up into strips or or cubes or whatever, season it lightly with the things that I like and then like package that. So now when supper time is ready, the only thing that I got to do is get that out, get it in the fryer, take my vegetables, put that and then make like some rice. And it's so very simple, but it's like a um, a healthy, uh, system that I set up to like, take care of myself. Do you have any suggestions for, um, busy people that are in that space to like, make those kinds of structures in their life? Like,
0: I think you hit the nail on the head with that is again, it it comes down to time, you know, like how, how much, um, how much time you have being real with your schedule, but, like what I teach my clients is that the thing that I recommend is pick a day where you can carve out an hour, two hours, and it doesn't even have to be complicated. Like you don't need to spend two hours in the kitchen. We live in this world now where everything is like resourceful. If you go on Google, like you can probably find, you know, 10 different, uh, 10 different meal prep companies. So, you know, utilizing the resources that you have in exchange, that's going to not only save you money, that's going to save you time. So that's one way of doing it. Another thing is if you're somebody like yourself, um, Or like even myself as a parent, like, you know, I cook everything in bulk. So I will literally spend that one hour on a Sunday cooking everything in bulk, like going, buying, like, you know, all of your meats, all of your vegetables, your carbs, like whatever it is that you want to make and cook everything for an entire week if you're like me and you're kind of weird and you like your vegetables fresh, I usually do those like one or two days in advance. So they're not all soggy and gross. Um, it's a preference, but it's just like prioritizing it so that, you know, when you set yourself up for the work week again, Sundays is usually like my goal setting days. And this is how I help clients set themselves up for success is pick that one day where this is like your self care day, if you will. So it doesn't have to be like a full Sunday where that's just like you and meal prep and meditating and like whatever. Um, pick a couple of hours a day where you can have that be a day where you're going to revisit your goals. And, you know, you're going to do something for yourself to um, make time for your friends, make time for your family where you're kind of shutting off and and debunking from stress. But then you're also doing your meal prep, cooking everything in bulk, you know, putting it in Ziploc containers or, um, you know, Tupperware, putting it in the freezer. So that again, like when you're going through your week, that's one less thing that you have to think about that's going to stress you out. Cause I think food stresses. A lot of us out which is really weird
1: (laughs) that's a big yes
2: (laughs) no and 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 i see that right like look at the lineups and drive-throughs because people didn't plan Mm. yeah right it's it's out of convenience and they're they're not at the lineup because they thought ahead and they're like i'm gonna get a burger for you know at three o'clock when i get hungry it's like no i'm hungry now and and i need this and then all of a sudden you get road rage Right. I, I just, I think there's this compounding effect when people are hungry. I think there's more hangry on the road than, than road rage. And, but it's just, I agree it's time and it's not a priority until your body says, no, this is a priority, right? I'm forcing you. I'm going to shut you down if you don't put something in. Me. So I, I think food and, and especially if you want to run at hundred percent, are you more effective at hundred percent or even 90% of your potential three days a week? or 10% seven days a week. And that's where I think, yeah, that that shift in priority should change because productivity always goes down after lunch. Yeah. If, if, especially in the construction world where you're just you know physically swinging hammers. If you start from seven or six in the morning or whatever, you get the most done until noon. And then after that, it's like kind of this heavy drop-off. And I think whether that's eating healthy or not, it's just that's the cycle of the day. But that's because you're at your peak performance physically and mentally. And then after that, you kind of fade off. So what's more effective, the four hours in the morning or the four hours in the afternoon? And you start doing that over a period of week, and especially someone that has to take accountability for a business that they're starting as as an entrepreneur. How, How efficient do you want to run? Do you want to run a peak performance for a shorter period of time and get more done? Or do you just want to be lethargic for the full week and you know, complain that you have to put in 160 hours in a week to make your business perform. Um, yeah. The other thing I wanted to pick your brain about it's phone time because I, you know, there's a burnout from lack of food and, and nutrition, but I also had to learn being in the sales world. This can't run your life. This is how you run your business, but it's not how you, you know, it can run your life and this can burn you out because I got to a point where Um, I had such a stressful boss that when my phone buzzed, even if it was on a Saturday and I knew that it wasn't him, my heart, I felt like I was going, I was having a heart attack. Like I just, and I still, this it's been years since, and I still get anxious when my phone buzzes and I don't even have anything to be stressed about. This is just residual stress. And it's like, there's no way that that can be healthy you know, when you're going through it and I think you don't even realize it, but do you see a correlation between phones and their advancement in our lives and their evolution into stressors and burnout and just people going crazy?
0: Yeah. It's cause you don't, again, we don't take enough time to like turn it off. But I also think that how technology has come, like when I was a kid, like if I wanted to come in and like come to your house, and play video games or something there, there, there was like no phone. (laughs) It's like, you just like show up at my house. And if you're not there and we're at the grocery store, like, great, I miss you. There was like, there was none of this. So I think for today, like we selfishly take all of the things that we have available to us right now for granted. But I think when it comes to screen time, um, and kids are learning this like the hard way. And I, even as a parent, um, you know i'm not i'm not one of those parents that is just like oh screen time and, and you know tv time like i think it's it's important to like still teach your kids um you know they need to be productive and they need to do things and they need to earn things but as an adult um like my phone is like on me 24/7 and it you know i i use my phone for emails checking in with clients like everything that i do in a day i i is on my phone um but what really helped me, um, in being successful in my business and, and just like having that personal time with myself and, and my family is, again, it comes down to boundaries is you have to be able to set those times where, you know, you're turning work off. It doesn't matter if like the president of the United States is calling you, like, it doesn't matter because you, like, you just, you need to go back to that being disciplined. Um, and even for me, like there's days that, you know, if I'm plucking away at work or if I'm doing something like there, even my mom will call me or, you know, unless like it's of urgency like i just don't answer those calls and what's really helped me and what i teach my clients is you need to better better time management and one way of doing this is setting timed intervals on your phone for everything that you do it's one thing to have an agenda Um, I always recommend looking at your agenda the night before and having everything, like literally everything scheduled in there from the time that you're waking up, from the time that you're doing meditation, from the time you're doing cardio, from the time that you're doing meetings is like set yourself up for success the night before and pre-plan everything in your agenda. And when you're working on specific projects at work, one of the things that is going to help you not lead to burnout is setting those timed intervals on your phone. That's you laying the smack down of like, you're blocking off this much time. And if that project doesn't get done, then great. We're going to revisit it tomorrow because work will be there tomorrow. It's not going to go away. It's going to be there tomorrow and that's okay. But it's just, that's one thing that's like, that's really, really helped me. And, and just making sure that, um, you know, even when I'm spending time with my daughter, time with friends is, is you just, you need to be more intentional and I, 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 I even saw this when I was in the food industry, uh, when I was serving years ago, as people would come in for their lunch and um, they would literally have bets where they'd put all of their phones in the middle of the table and whoever answered their phone first, like lost. I think they had a pool of like money going or something. And it was so funny to see. These were like business exec, exec, executives, but you see this happen all the time. And that's just like where you need to set those boundaries with yourself. And, and for me, it just comes down to better managing your time. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. It's just, you need to put it into timed intervals and be intentional with everything that you do. Um,
1: Before we wrap this up, we've talked about, you know, the warning signs and um, preventative measures. That's a lot of it. Let's um, let's take the perspective of somebody who has hit that burnt out stage. They're, they're wiped, they're done. They're cashed out. Um, what do you recommend for people in that position to help them kind of get back into that flow state to recover and um and and find that balance and health again?
0: Listen to your body. Most important thing is if you're tired, like sleep. And I think for a lot of us is we just go on autopilot and we're like I can't like I got projects, I I just like I need to do this, but if you need to sleep, sleep and you just you need to be more in check with your body and what your body needs because at the end of the day like health is number one. And if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. But when it comes to rolling up your sleeves and kind of going back in, this is also where boundaries, like I'm all about boundaries and this is where you need to be real. And if you're feeling like your workload is overwhelming, you need to have those conversations because I think, I think we live in a world where we're afraid to voice our opinions. You know, we are afraid of like losing our job and there's a scarcity all the time of abundance and a lack of this and a lack of that. And, and I think it's caused a lot of people to just like live in fear, but ultimately like, if you're not healthy, like look at all of the nurses, for example, I'm going to like go right deep into COVID right now. Cause like all of the people that are in the healthcare industry right now, like they're burning out. And I think for a lot of them, it's just like, they they're in this scarcity mindset that they need the abundance and they know that they're in high demand, but Again, this is where you kind of need to push back and and realize like if you are not living your best life for yourself for your kids, like you're gonna be no good to anybody. So you need to really pay attention and and really recognize those early signs and you know, have those conversations and figure out like what's a healthy work-life balance. And if you're somebody that's just like starting out a business, is like be real with your schedule. And you know, that's the joy of being an entrepreneur, is like you set your own schedule, but I think you also have to be real with where you're balancing your time for yourself, where you're balancing your time for your relationships and where you're balancing it for like for friends and family and stuff. It has to be like that healthy balance across the board. It can't be like you give 80 to get 20 in return.
1: I I often refer to the analogy of like when you're on an airplane and there's a loss in cabin pressure, you got to put your mask on before you can put somebody else's mask on you got to save yourself so that yeah. you can save others and the same thing like fill your own cup up so that you have abundance and then you can fill others uh other cups up as well like, 100 but that that's the mission um for anybody that's listening watching uh like comment subscribe share it with a friend who needs to hear this before they burn out hopefully <laughs> Um, And if there's something that you want to hear us talk about, uh, let us know. You can email us at emailtheperspective at gmail.com. For now, that's a wrap, and we will see you guys in the next episode.